Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Brewer fans, welcome to another episode of the Brew Crew Review Podcast. Uh, joining me today is Vincent Scott. How's it going, guys? Hey, Craig. Hey, Scotty. Hey, Chad. How are you? It's Chad. Is he on? Chad's um, not going to be on tonight. He said he had company over and they were making him dinner or something. <laughs> wait, that's, that was me. So, <laughs> oh, that was me. <laughs> Maybe I got him. Well, wait, are you at the drunk uncle? <laughs> no, I but I did grill brats. No, but but Scott, I did grill brats tonight for uh, for some company and use secret stadium sauce, just so you know. And I made um, you know Wisconsin style, so I had the kraut, had the secret stadium sauce, did the beer uh, boil. It was great, and of course finished on the grill and then back in the beer. Excellent. Sure, we're gonna get some hate mail for that, but we're gonna get some love mail too. Yep. Everybody has their own system. There's really only two, basically, but, you know. Uh, you, you put them in the beer, you soak it, and then you put them on the grill, and then you put them back in the beer. The beer has garlic and onion. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Exactly what you're supposed to do. Makes sense. So since our last podcast, there's been yep. a flurry of Major League Baseball activity. Um, lots of free agents signed, lots of movement. Spring training is started up. Opening day is scheduled for April 7th throughout baseball. Opening day at AmFam Field will be the following Thursday, April 14th. So everyone's geared up for that. Um, pretty exciting stuff going on. Um, much of that flurry necessarily wasn't the Brewers front office necessarily, but there, there was a pretty big signing. So we're here to talk about that here on this podcast. Um, so uh, what, are, what are you guys' thoughts? The Brewers' uh, free agent acquisition of outfielder, and, and former NL MVP Andrew McCutcheon to a one-year, I believe it was an $8.5 million uh, deal. I'm fine with it. I, I'm excited. I think that he's going to be a great clubhouse guy. I think that he's still got some power. Um, you know, he put up some good numbers uh, on the power front last year in Philadelphia. Um, I think he's he's kind of an exciting guy to have around a team. So, no, I'm, I'm all for it. I don't think eight point whatever million is – it's too much to pay for a guy like that. And I don't think that, you know, he's necessarily going to take a ton of at bats away from some other guys. Now that the DH is in the national league, I still think that, you know, both he and Kane and Yelich and Taylor and uh, Renfro are all going to get a, a bunch of at bats this year. So I, I'm not, I'm not really concerned about it. I think it's great. Yeah. I think, um, you know, McCutcheon works the count. He gets on base. His average is never going to be very high, but he, um, like last year, um, he hit 222, but he still got on base at a 334 clip, which ain't half bad. Um, I mean, he really mashes lefties, so I expect that he's going to, you know, get the bulk of the pass against them. But um, righties, he kind of struggled a little bit last year, but we'll see how it goes. Um, for eight and a half mil, uh, I'll take it. It's about, I mean, I, I know we had our last podcast where we talked about how you know, our, our dream and like how many people we could potentially sign. And we kind of, you know, tempered our expectations. And this is kind of about what we expected. So, um, yeah, it's all right. 
Yeah, I mean, McCutcheon, I mean, I, I wasn't sure really what we we're going to spend. Obviously, we were kind of shooting for a little bit higher when, when we we're talking about uh, some uh, free agents that did sign with other teams. Anthony Rizzo, I know, was at the top of my list. And someone I thought we might be able to afford, he did re-sign with the Yankees for two years, $32 million, So perhaps that was a little bit out of our price range. Um, also, Jorge Soler, I know, signed a three-year $36 million contract with the Marlins. I thought he would have been a good get, but I mean, uh, I will say that I'm happy that we didn't sign someone uh, worse than Andrew McCutcheon, uh, like someone like Jack Peterson or something like that. Um, so I guess I'm overall pretty happy. And then like Vince said, I really just like the guy, obviously being for ha- have another former uh, NL MVP on the team. will be cool. But I mean, he's, uh, he's a little bit past his prime. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I don't feel he's completely washed up yet. And if you do look at his numbers from last year, um, I know he only hit like 220, which is a little bit alarming, but his on-base percentage was, I think, 340 plus. Um, and I think he had like in less than 500 official at-bats, he had like 81 walks. So he he definitely has a really good command, uh, you know, uh, an idea of the strike zone still. And I believe over half of his um, his hits last year were for extra bases. So when he does make contact, it's hard contact, and uh, he's all, he also has a little speed. I think he had six steals, only only uh, one of them caught stealing that. So he's still contributed across the board. Uh, whether or not he's going to get regular at bat in this lineup with a DH now added, uh, you know, begs to be seen. Because going into the um, this portion of the lock um, or post lockout, the Brewers were kind of set in the outfield with Kane. Uh, Hunter Renfro and Kristen Yelich. So where, where McCutcheon fits in, not, not, not just as a fourth outfielder, but possibly getting major at-bats at the DH position as well. Don't don't forget, he did have 27 bombs last year too, Craig. So that's pretty exciting. I mean, I think that he does add a little element of power to our lineup that, you know, we have been missing in the past couple of years. And um, as, as we've said several times in our previous podcast, I think to me, Renfro – um, is fine. I think he, he's good. I think he basically equals Garcia. Um, so, you know, he just replaces that bat that we lost, but I think the McCutcheon does add something to the lineup um, overall. So I'm, I'm excited to have him. I think it's a good addition. And, um, you know, something too that we hadn't mentioned yet, and uh, I don't think is that uh, McCutcheon does seem to just hit the ball really well in Milwaukee um, at MPM field. I mean, over the years, he has put up a, some, some crazy numbers, um, playing in Miller Park and 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 Pam Field, and I just don't think that um, you know that can be understated. Just I, I, playing anyone games there, I think it's going to be huge for him. Those those are great points, Vince. I, I mean, I I think that the Brewers front office did a good job of identifying him as someone that would be a good fit for our team. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be a really solid signing. And I think I mentioned this via text to you guys or whatnot, but I just have this funny feeling that he's going to come up big for us in the postseason this year. And yes, I am making an assumption the Brewers will be in the postseason once again. And I just feel like he's going to be one of those major contributors that go on a run in the postseason, kind of like the Braves got lucky with some of their outfielders, like that ridiculous run Eddie Rosario went on for them in the postseason last year. I just feel like McCutcheon's going to come up uh, pretty clutch so to speak, in our 2022 postseason. So that, that's kind of exciting to me. Uh, whether or not it comes true or not, I don't know. But uh, I, I do think he's a great addition, a veteran addition, and obviously a great addition to the clubhouse to this, to this team for sure. 
Now, now, Scott, I guess uh, one thing I should point out is that you you sent out some kind of, I believe it was you or one of you guys sent out a, a text saying the Brewers, now that all the, most of the free agents have signed, uh, you know, and besides I think Michael Conforto might be the last major free agent that is still unsigned. Um, but the Brewers, I think, as far as spending goes this offseason, I think we're in the bottom five of teams in spending. And the, the four below us were all, complete rebuilding team so um what what is your overall thoughts on on that uh me personally i'm a little disappointed um i mean i really want it's nice i mean don't get me wrong we've been in the playoffs four straight years of course it's never happened very exciting like to see us do more though for a team that has never won a championship you really want them to you know really go for it when they have everything lined up the way that they do with so many good, young, controllable, talented players, but it doesn't look like we're doing that yet, but you never know. I mean, Stearns, obviously he might pull a trade in the middle of the year, even before the deadline, maybe. And I think obviously we'll probably be looking to add on at the deadline as well. But as it stands right now, um, even though we didn't spend a heck of a lot in like almost nothing in the off season, um, I think as of right now, we're 18th in the league in payroll. Uh, again, I like to see a little higher, but I mean, that's kind of about where we should expect it to land. Um, I think it's like a hundred and I don't know, where were we? About 118, 120 million, something like that. Um, so yeah, this is about what I expect. But again, like, man, you just want to see him go for it. But oh, well, you know, by their time, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the thing about spending money and spending money wisely, I feel like the Brewers have to be given the benefit of doubt in the last, um, you know, basically just under the Stearns era for spending money as wisely as possible. Um, obviously, this time last year, we were kind of surprised um, with that kind of a late addition of Jackie Bradley Jr. And uh, unfortunately, that to say that didn't work out was kind of an understatement at this point. Um, there's still some free agents out there. The Brewers could sign and add some more. Uh, obviously, can, I mentioned Conforto already. If the Brewers were to sign Conforto, which would cost them a draft pick and obviously a multi-year deal, I think it would be a mistake at this point. So it'd be hard to even get excited about that. So I don't foresee that happening. Um, but obviously, it would it would improve our offense. There's no doubt about that. But again, with McCutcheon signing, I just don't see where there's a fit in the outfield for him. And of course, a lot of Brewer fans are expecting, you know, Tyrone Taylor to get some at bats that he kind of earned, I feel, last year with his performance. So um, that should be interesting. Yeah, he had a bomb in spring just a little bit ago. Hey, guys, speaking of bombs in spring, what about Keston Hero? Yeah, I mean, that's great to see. Um, obviously, Brewer fans really just don't know what to expect out of him. And if you look, a lot of the, the projections don't really have him being given a starting spot anywhere on our, on our uh, even as a platoon partner to begin the season. But I really feel that he's going to earn his way back to uh, get regular at-bats with us um, sooner than later. That's just my thoughts. Um I just think he's going to be bounced back. There was a number of things he was dealing with last year. We've already went over numerous times. 
And, uh, you know, the last couple of years have been abnormal for any, any player and any person on earth, really. <laughs> but I mean, I, I just think that this is going to be a bounce back year for him and even for Yelich. And, and I, I think that's more than just wishful, wishful thinking. I think these guys work hard and they're going to bounce back and they're making the jobs that are going to be necessary. Yeah, I just got excited. I know it's just spring training. I get it. Small sample size spring training, but it was exciting to see him playing and, and playing well. Absolutely. Um, well, before we move on to some other injury news, is there anything else that's been surprising? Well, we'll actually, before we even get into the Brewers uh, spring uh, game so far, let's talk a little bit about the, the, throughout the rest of baseball, what free agent signings have you been most, I guess, surprised about? Um, or what, which ones have you think have either been the best signings or the ones that have surpri- the most surprising free agent signings so far? And, and I'm really- uh, Did you say trades trade, trade right? or free agents? I'm sorry, yeah, the free agent signings, free agent signings. Free, just free agents. I mean, on a sentimental note, I think Zach Greinke going back to the Royals, I, I sort of was hoping he'd come back to Milwaukee, even though we really don't need him in the rotation. I, I, I don't think it's going to make that big of an impact, obviously, you know, for a Royals team that's probably not going to finish above third place. But um, I do think it's kind of a cool story. I, I Sentimentally, I, I like that one. Yeah. Um, Freddie Freeman leaving the Braves to uh, join the, I don't know, the Dodgers. So that seems a little weird, but, um, you know, I mean, yeah. anytime the face of your franchise leaves and then not only that, but then goes to a team, I mean, obviously they're not in the division, but they're both going to be players probably in the postseason and there's a very legit chance that they could face off. So, um, yeah, seems a little weird. It, I mean, this. Well, like, that'll be, for the Brewer fans. This is the equivalent of like Mahler leaving and going to the Blue Jays, right? I mean, yeah. Now, not only that, but the Braves, you know, replaced Freddie Freeman before Freddie Freeman was even gone when they traded for uh, Matt Olson from the from the A's, who I know uh, we had talked about as a potential target for the Brewers. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just happened very quickly. It seemed like a very weird succession of events happened. Um, you know, probably, probably given the shortened timetable, I guess, at the end of the lockout, but still, it was, it was pretty dramatic. Yeah, my take yeah. was um, – or go ahead, Scott. I was going to say, um, and then on the flip side, uh, Kenley Jansen going to the Braves for a lot, a lot more, like one year, $16 million, I think it was, a lot. Um, I didn't think he was going to get anywhere near that, but okay. Yeah, the Braves had also apparently checked in on Craig Kimbrell uh, as well. I mean, they clearly had a need, I guess, at the back end of their their bullpen that they were looking to fill. But um, yeah, certainly, I think that they overpaid a little bit for for Jansen. I'm not I'm not sure I would have given him that or been happy if the Brewers did. Oh no, I'd be furious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously, that was probably the most surprise. The other most surprising one, I guess, just because. Well, well, t- I'll point out two of them, actually. I was kind of surprised the Cubs signed Seiya Suzuki. They weren't rumored to be in on him at all or whatever, and obviously they're going through a pretty full re- rebuild. Um, and so that was interesting. I guess he's kind of somewhat affordable. I think he signed like five years, $80 million or something like that. Was that $16 million a year? Um, but still, that's quite a commitment. And, and to me, that's actually 
a decent amount of risk to be taking as a rebuilding team because, uh, you know, not all players coming over from overseas, Japan, uh, necessarily always, you know, uh, live up to their potential, so to speak. So I think that's kind of risky signing by them and that's fine by me. But the other one that really surprised me, I think was Chris Bryant getting quite a nice contract from the, of all people I would not guess our teams are the Colorado Rockies. Um, that one, uh, that one kind of took me by surprise, I guess. Yeah, I totally, yeah, I totally agree, Craig. I mean, go ahead, Scotty. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, with, with the Cubs, I, are the Cubs rebuilding? I mean, are they really? Because it doesn't look like – I mean, it looks like they're more reloading than rebuilding. I mean, okay, so who have the Cubs they got, signed? They, they got Marcus Duke. They, they got Marcus Stroman. Marcus uh, Stroman. Stroman. I love. 25 mil. Yeah, I love Marcus Stroman. Yeah, angry, angered me. <laughs> Um, Jonathan VR, um, who I don't, you know, I, maybe I just don't like Jonathan VR because of his time. He, he seems like he's much, a utility but, player at this point of his career. Yeah. Well, yeah, our, 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 anonymous, our, our, our anonymous source, Tom Carter told us that VR is uh, probably going to be a utility guy or even a minor league depth option for the Cubs. Scott, you, <laughs> you heard that yeah. from our anonymous source, Tom Carter. That is true. I, I don't know. Does Tom, is he okay with those using his name? I don't even know. Um, but I'm only like halfway through yeah. the list of people that the Cubs signed. Um, Jan Gomes, Drew Smiley, Chris Martin, Michael Givens. Steve, Steve um, Alt, I think. Andleton Simmons. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, so they went a little crazy. I, I just think that, um, I don't know. Maybe that I, I don't think that the Cubs, even with all of those signings, uh, I don't think that they are in the mix to win the division. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they were, um, you know, in the last like week or two of the year, if they were still fighting for a playoff spot. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Well, yeah, I think their overall roster still looks better than the Pirates. And the Reds are, you know, definitely paring down and going in the opposite direction, too. So, yeah, I, I still think they're, they're going to be terrible. But uh, so I really, I, we know going into this year that it's going to be really a two-team two race in the NL Central. And I still feel that we we had a superior team than the Cardinals for sure. And they're, I mean, if you're a Cardinals fan, you can't be all that happy with this offseason at all. Like, like they're doing nothing almost. Um, yeah, it's pretty bizarre that they've sat just completely out of the – uh, out of any talks for anybody, it seems like they haven't even been rumored to be talking to anyone. It's it's strange how quiet they've been. I think they signed Corey Dickerson. That's the only one I can really think of. So, I mean, that's not yeah. Stephen Mass, right? Oh, Stephen Mass earlier in the offseason. Yeah, you're right, Scott. And and those are both. Well, I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm not trying to rip on them, but they kind of played. A, I think that they exceeded expectations last year. Quite frankly, I mean, they they came on in September like they always do. But it was also when the Brewers were playing very poorly that. They happen to be playing well, uh, but I still think that they exceeded expectations. Uh, I don't. I don't think their talent level is, is that great to be totally. No, honest. they're not going to be winning 17 games in a row anytime soon. I, that that was just came out of nowhere. But right, uh, right, right now their fired manager, who I can't remember his name, is listening to our podcast, going, "See, we exceeded Mike, expectations." Mike, Mike Schilt. Mike yeah. Schilt yeah. and Mike Schilt. <laughs> Mike Schilt actually just got named to be, uh, I think, a third base coach for San Diego. 
somebody. Yeah, I think he's with the Padres now. Yeah, nice coach. You're right. <laughs> so it should be interesting. So okay, now uh, I guess moving on next to uh, let's talk about uh, I guess the the first injury concern of the off season, so to speak, and that's uh, Luis Urias went is injured. He, he something with the his oblique, I think. Now they're saying he most likely won't miss a lot of time, but they're saying he probably won't be ready for opening day. And uh, I, I think it was pretty much considered that uh, now that Wong is healthy, that he'd be, and, and Adam misses our starting shortstop, that he'd be our starting third baseman coming into the year. Um, and uh, I know I had looking at what's happening in the spring, it really does look like Jace Peterson, a left-hand hitter and, Mike Brossau, a right-hander, will probably platoon at third until Urias is ready. At least that's my guess. Um, what's your what, what's your guys' take on, on that assessment, I guess? Sounds about right. Um, and, yeah, it's a – what was it? I think it's a quad injury. It's going to potentially – I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him – um, you know, activated and, and a part of the starting lineup again, it could be as late as May 1st because he's going to need a little bit of time. Well, um, and the Brewers tend to be to more recover, cautious. But more, it, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Scotty. Sorry. No, that's okay. Sorry, <laughs> oh, we're done. I, the, I, it seems like the Brewers are more cautious than a lot of organizations are, you know, bringing these guys back from injury. And, that you know, generally it seems like you know, Milwaukee takes an extra couple of weeks to make sure the guys are, are fully recovered. I'm not necessarily opposed to that, but it does seem to be the track record. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm not overly concerned that, that there'll be too much missed time, but I guess it did kind of expose us right away, right away of not having that much great depth at third base. I mean, Brassau, I think, well, you know, he's known to, like, murder lefties. And I almost think that uh, – he's a borderline starting everyday player. Actually, uh, if he were given the chance, he could put up decent enough numbers. So, but Jace Peterson is great in his role, but I, I just don't think that he, you know, he's necessarily would be a great year long everyday player um, per se, especially with third baseman numbers or anything like that. But I think that's uh, the, the, we have decent depth there with those guys to be able to cover third base until, until he's healthy. Um, yeah, so, I mean, overall, I think our offense will be fine until he's back, and hopefully he only misses a couple of weeks into the season or whatnot, and he's back to full health. But uh, that is one thing that the 2021 Brewers were very lucky on, that we pretty much stayed pretty healthy overall in that department, and I got to knock on wood and hope that that will be true again this year because that, that was pretty key uh, to being as successful as we were, really. So the next thing – Yeah, it definitely helped. Um, any other, anything, other observations looking at, you know, the Brewers, if you're watching them at all in their spring training games, looking at the box scores or whatnot, and just going over any of the goings on, anything else that, uh, kind of stand out to you so far? Well, I was just going to ask you guys, what do you think that there are many battles that are actually being had right now in spring training? I mean, it just seems like number one, the Brewers are set, uh, in most positions and number two with the you know, very short spring training compared to what normal spring trainings are like. I, I don't see that the spring is terribly relevant uh, in terms of assessing 
talent or, or even roster spots for some guys. Do you think that there's going to be any surprises uh, on opening day with who actually makes the team? No, I, I really don't think there's too many battles per se. I think it's mostly just seeing how these guys bounce back. And that's why I think we were all kind of focusing on Kesson Heroes at bats maybe. And uh, I do think looking at some of these guys that are getting at bats in spring, it does lead me to believe that our front office, Matt Arnold and Stearns have done a pretty good job building depth that'll even be sitting at AAA in case of injury. And uh, we're seeing some nice at-bats from guys like John Singleton, even Tyler White. Um, both guys play first base or DH, you know. Um, and also David Dahl, who would be uh, outfield depth um, at AAA or whatnot. And uh, yeah, so I, I think overall, um, I'm a little bit, do you guys feel that, that we might sign like one more veteran starting pitcher to, even if to be a, like a swing man or something like that? Um, I'm not sure that we will, but I'm a little bit concerned with our overall pitching depth. I know that the plan is to go into the, um, as far as council's already said, go into the season with a six man rotation with Aaron Ashby added to last year's five. Um, so that's kind of exciting. I think that'll cut down on guys innings and give Ashby an opportunity to solidify himself as a starter as well. Um, but overall, do, uh, do you see any other, like, other, you know, adding many more depth to this before the season starts? Well, I was kind of hoping for Zach Greinke, but since Greinke has signed with the Royals, I guess uh, Brett Anderson's available. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, very possible. He could make a comeback. Um I don't know. Last year felt a little weird without Gio Gonzalez around, so maybe we could bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, too, too, anything's possible. Too bad Jordan Lyle signed with the Orioles and uh, Wade Miley got traded to the Cubs, unfortunately. Yeah. One veteran pitcher that's yeah. sitting out there, unsigned, I believe, at this moment, uh, that I wouldn't, I've always kind of liked, and I, I think he'd be a great clubhouse add too, and that's Johnny Cueto. Um, obviously, he's past his prime, and whatnot but just for depth i think that might be an okay signing but again he's most likely probably looking to you know sign where somewhere where he's guaranteed a rotation spot rather than picking pitching as like a swing, swing man or whatnot but who knows what will be offered to him um but yeah we'll see i don't expect i guess anything uh anything big um and, and we do have some other pitchers like ethan small that can come out triple a and, and pitch for us starting innings in a pinch or whatnot, but it just feels like this is this squad is kind of missing the veteran present presence in the starting pitching department. But we'll see. I, I, I'm pretty happy with what we have going into the season. In our bullpen, yeah. I, oh, go ahead. I, I mean, you mentioned that you know it'd be nice to have a little bit more starting pitching depth, but I mean. Wouldn't you say that this is the deepest starting pitching we've ever had? I mean, don't get me wrong. I still think, yeah, another arm would be great. But, like, I literally think that, you know, if, if we had to put together a, a seven-man rotation right now, we could do it. And there's a legitimate chance that every one of them would have an ERA under four. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you, Scott. I mean, in franchise history, as Craig has pointed out on numerous occasions, I, I – the Brewers do not have a, an incredibly uh, positive track record uh, in terms of assembling starting pitching depth. So, yeah, I, I think that this staff may be the most 
deep and talented rotation that the team has ever had in franchise history. Um, and if it's not at the top, it's certainly in the top couple. No question about it. Yeah, totally agree with your guys' assessment of that, on that. Even I, I'm watching Adrian pitch, uh, Adrian Hauser pitch one of the spring training games, and I think he had five strikeouts, no walks or no hits in three innings in his one game. I, I mean, this is our, like, fifth or sixth starter. starter. So, I mean, yeah, the depth and, and the quality of, of our starting rotation is just phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, very exciting, obviously, going into the year. And that's why I think, really, the offense was what we <laughs> going into going into this year. And yeah. McCutcheon is a nice add, and Renfro is obviously – like you said, replacing the loss of Garcia. So I think we should be fairly okay on offense. And again, I think a lot of it will hinge on whether or not Yelich and Kesson can bounce back to some of their previous levels. So that, that I think that's key. Uh, we should also quick mention that uh, since our last tape, I believe box uh, Brad Boxberger has been re-signed to be uh, yeah. part of our bullpen, which I think is a really underrated re-signing I, I mean he was phenomenal for us last year there's no 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 question about it he, he sure was and I think um we also lost Hunter Strickland who signed with the Reds this week so um Strickland was quite solid for us as well I know that you know he had bounced around I think to three different teams over the course of 2021 but um he pitched well when he was in Milwaukee and I I think that um because we lost him and I know that it was afterwards but I, I'm glad that we re-signed Boxberger because I think that losing Strickland um, is going to be impactful. So I think it's really important that we held on to at least one of those two guys. And I'm glad that Boxberger is coming back. And, um, you know, let's hope that Devin Williams has kind of found it. I, I, again, I think that, you know, he had a pretty good year last year. I obviously it ended poorly, but um, I would love to see Devin Williams return to that level of dominance that he showed in 2020 uh, to go with Hader at the back end of that bullpen and then Boxberger pitching in the seventh. I think that that's a, a really good trifecta at the end of the game. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be really nice for sure. Hunter Strickland really, uh, what was he? He was with the um, Angels, right? I think he was really, really we got, struggling when we got him. Yeah, big time. We got him from the Angels for cash. I mean, it was not a, or a waiver claim. I mean, it was not a big transaction. And he'd only been with the Angels for a couple of weeks, maybe. Um, so, yeah, he had bounced around a bit last year uh, for sure. So, I, I don't know how he's going to do this year. But I do know that he was, you know, pretty solid in Milwaukee's bullpen. So, we have to figure out a way to, you know, kind of replace that. I. I think a full season with Jake Cousins is going to be great. Uh, I'm excited to see him back. Um, we are going to get some guys back from injuries. I, I uh, Scott, could you ask your interns uh, to double check uh, on where okay. Justin Topa is in his? Yeah, where Justin Topa is at in his uh, recovery process because he was a a pretty key arm for us in 2020, and then he got injured, so we didn't hear much about him for a while. Um, yeah, I'll um I'll have the interns look it up then. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they do. They do a great job. They do. And and Craig, (laughs) to 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 just circle back on your previous point too, Adrian Hauser would who is going to be our fifth or sixth starter, probably would have been our ace in like 2002 to 2006. I mean, as opposed to Matt Kinney and um, trying to think of who else led those rotations, Wes Obermuller and uh, Victor Santos, um, Toma Oka, those those teams. I think that. Yeah, Hauser is a yeah. I think that he would have been better than the aces outside of Ben Sheets in like all of those rotations. Oh yeah, no, no kidding. There's no no doubt about that. So I mean, we would have been yeah. It's it's just phenomenal the 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 rotation that's been built now from within. I mean, it's 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 pretty awesome. Obviously, some of these guys came over for trade. 
Hauser is part of the uh, Gomez trade and Lauer is part of the uh, Trent Grisham trade, obviously, but the rest of these guys, we, uh, oh, and I, well, Freddy Peralta was actually part of the Adam Lynn trade. <laughs> so, I mean, really Burns and Woodruff, we drafted and developed, but the rest of the rotation, got to give the guys the, you know, front office credit for acquiring those guys and then developing them as well. So pretty exciting stuff. Aaron Ashby also was uh, drafted by the Brewers as well. Um, yeah, very exciting. Well, um, before we wrap it up, guys, I actually put together a quick rapid nine. It's going to be called the. Oh, nice. And, and Scotty, take your time when you say rapid. That doesn't apply to you, obviously. Oh, no, this time it really is. Well, I'll take that time, too. I specifically designed it. Specifically designed this rapid um, to be very quick because. It's called the over under rapid nine. You're just gonna there's gonna be numbers thrown. You're gonna pick an over under. So there won't be much, you know, to expand on. You're just that's two words. You either could say over or under. It's pretty simple. But we will go around the horn. Um, Scott, maybe we'll end with you mostly so you can think about which of those two words you'd like to say ahead of time. That'd be that'd probably help things out, expedite this process. Okay, good. All Here, right. I'll give you um hang on, I just got handed a piece of paper. Um, you guys really should just message me, save the trees. But, um, it says here <laughs> that, uh, Topa is, um, apparently out for probably at least all of April. Um, and he is dealing with a UCL injury plus his flex tender. Plus he's already had two Tommy John surgeries. So, um, yeah, if you want to know anything about like, um, I don't know how arms work. I'm sure Topa can explain it to you and he could probably tell you exactly all the different injuries that he's had. So um, I, I certainly hope that he's a part of this year's Brewer team. Um, but I think with this kind of injury history, I don't think it's a guy that you can necessarily bank on. He's just somebody that he's around and we know that he's, if he's able to, you know, uh, get healthy, then that's a great thing. But if not, um, it is what it is. So hopefully he comes back though. I mean, he's got a really powerful arm. Like he's good, but um, we just got to get him out there. Absolutely. Great, great job by your interns, uh, Scott. I would still recommend possibly firing him. It, it did take a little bit longer. Kind of interrupted my whole. Well, it- <laughs> Sorry about that. They handed it to me on a piece of paper, so I just wrote back, you're fired. Thank you, though, and then I gave it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so this rapid is going to be um, uh, predictions for the 2020 Brewers season with some specific stats or whatnot. Um, so let's start it off. For, oh, no. uh, Vince, if you want to start it off. Um, Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah. Over or under 500 at bats in 2022? Oh, over. Okay, nice. Scott? Um, I'm going to say under, just under. Okay. I'll, I'll take the over on that too. Um, okay, well, in, in these first three questions, the first three innings, I should say, are all uh, kind of – really kind of trying to figure out exactly how the Brewers are going to handle the first base slash DH slash corner outfield uh, rotation, so to speak. And uh, 
So second inning is Keston Hira over under 400 at bats. Uh, you want to go first? Tough call. He's making a case to be a part of the, uh, to be on the roster opening day. And uh, I don't know that he's going to be able to stick, but let's hope so. I'm going to take, wait, Vince, did you go yet? No, see, I'm already in here. Every... Oh, I thought you were no. going to leave off every one of them. All right, look at the switch. Um, 400 at bats. I'm going to say the under again, just barely. Hope I'm wrong. I'm gonna, yeah, exact same. I'm going to say the under, but barely. I'm going to say the over. I think he's going to be one of the biggest surprises of the season. Um, okay, moving I, on. I think he will be too, Craig. I, I actually agree that he's going to be one of the biggest pleasant surprises. I just don't think that they're going to catch it in time for him to quite get that number of at-bats. But, yes, I totally agree that I think the catching could be awesome. Yeah, and you guys are probably right, uh, but but I think it'll it'll be right in that range. So um, that's why I picked that one. So all right, third inning, Rowdy Telez over or under on five hundred at bats. Under. Uh, under. Lefty, he should be able to do it. And also, yeah, I think he's closer to four fifty. I'm gonna say under. I also say under mostly because I think here I will we'll get some of those at bats that I thought were going to be earmarked just for him. But um, yeah, so under for me for Telez. Moving on to the fourth inning, and this is another huge question that I hope is answered correctly by Mr. Christian Yelich himself. Fourth inning, Christian Yelich over under thirty home runs. Over. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am going to say under. Yeah, I'm going to also have to say under. I think it's going to be just under, but I think he's going to rebound in a lot of the other categories uh, and still have a really nice, solid season. Uh, Obviously, 40-plus homer MVP, Yelich is probably not coming back fully, but I do believe he's going to have a pretty solid season uh, in the middle of Brewers lineup. So fifth inning, moving over to the rotation, actually. And we're going to focus on the big three here in the next couple of innings. Freddie Peralta over under 13 wins. Hmm. Uh, Scott, do you want to start? Tough off? call. Very tough call. Um, you know, just the way that we kind of use, um, use our starters. Um, there's definitely a few times when People go like four and a third, four and two thirds. They're not eligible for a win. And I think that happens to the Brewers more often than maybe it does other teams. I think Brent I take the under. Is, what would we have like 15 wins? Could probably attest to that, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take the under. I'll say the over. Yeah, I think he's got the talent. I think, I think. I think he's the the guy I'm probably most excited about this year to watch on a regular basis. I mean, we all know what we have with Corbin, but I'm just so excited to watch Freddie uh, as well. So I'm going to say over. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hoping he wins like 22 games or something, but I think with our six-man rotation, or at least that's the talent I think he has. But no, 
Um, I'll just actually say under just because I think that uh, I hope there's not an injury or whatever, but I think any injury would kind of derail him having much more than that. Um, but yeah, um, I'll just go under slightly for that for Freddie. So moving on for this. Wrong. Wrong. I Wrong really there. hope I am. All right. Six. <laughs> uh brandon woodruff over under on 14 wins vince let's start off over for sure guys guys we're over on all these guys it's gonna be so fun to watch this whole rotation over i agree but i mean brent Suter had 12 wins last year i was wrong on the 15 at 12 yeah but still i'm just saying uh yeah we'll say over for woodruff and woodruff and for burns for your next question woodruff Woodruff had nine just, just so I mean, obviously he had a two point five six ERA last year, and but in thirty starts, Burn uh, Woodruff only had nine wins last year. So even projecting him to have fourteen is still, I feel, pretty solid. But it, uh, yeah, hopefully over definitely. Uh, he, he also got screwed over on some run support though too. I mean, I felt like there were some games that Woodruff had some really hard luck. Um, oh, big so time! I think that that's going to change a bit. Yeah, I think that that's going to change a bit this year. So. I, I'm going to say over on all these guys, Woodruff, Peralta, and Burns, if that's your next question. All of them, over, 14. Wow, because for Burns, I was going to pick 24 wins, so I'm glad you're really optimistic. <laughs> Let's get it. Um, Scott, did you answer, answer Woodruff over under 14 wins? Uh, I'm taking the under. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, seventh inning. Just, Corbin just Burns. so you know, um, Oh, never mind. This is an article from uh, this is from May. Never mind. Well, at least as of May, um, Woodruff had the worst run support um, for the first like month or two of the year um, in all of baseball, apparently. So yeah, um, it like didn't get much better. Just like Vince. Yeah, <laughs> it might be. I don't know. I couldn't find anything. My interests are useless. So. So, okay, well, moving on to Carbon Burns, and l- let me just point out, and I've already given uh, Brent Suter enough accolades this wrap of nine, but his 12 wins were more than I- either our NL Cy Young Award winning Carbon Burns, who had 11, Woodruff had nine, and I think uh, Freddie had, like, was it 10 last year? So, I mean, Brent Suter had more than those guys, but I, I don't know. You know, I think this year is going to be different. Like Vince pointed out, I think this is going to be – one of those years where the, yeah, Freddie had 10 last year. So Suter led our team with 12 wins last year. And I don't think that'll be happening again um, in middle relief. So, yeah. So I'm setting for seventh inning Burns over under 15 wins. Um, I'll, I'll start off with the over on that one. And Vince already picked the over. So Scott. <laughs> um, for which picture is this? Carbon Burns, he won the NL Cy Young Award last year. Didn't doesn't happen all that often for the Brewers, but yeah, fifteen wins. Still, yeah, still Brewers player, Scott. Hmm. Out of Bakersfield, California. Um, yeah, I mean, if there was ever a time to be optimistic, but I'm going to take the under. <laughs> Scott, you're probably if you if you're playing some bets. <laughs> Man, I mean, but, I feel like this team is going to win 90 plus, like 90 plus games and somebody's got to win them. Right. But um, I just think that a, a lot of those wins are going to wind up going to the bullpen again, but we'll see. Hopefully I'm wrong. Maybe I should add an extra, extra inning here and say Brent Suter over under eight wins. 
Scott, you're taking over on that? I just – I can't look at, at a bullpen and say that this guy in the bullpen is going to win a game. Like, I hope he does, but I think – and especially the way that we used him, it just seemed like, um, you know, he was kind of our extra inning guy. So um, – well, since we're gonna win I'm still, games, I don't know who's gonna win all these games, Scott. Now you've got under on Suter, under on all three of the big three. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, just I'm gonna take the under on Suter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take the over because I think that he is gonna slide into that like six, seven starter role again. He'll be the long guy in the bullpen. He'll get a lot of innings, and I think once in a while he'll make a, a spot start as needed. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be close, but I'll take under on that too. All right, so here's a real eighth inning, actually, um, for our Rapid Nine today. Um, now, I forget, was was it uh, – who was it who projected the Brewers with 97 wins in their projections? Was that Pakoda or whatever, Vince, or who, who was it who projected that? Yeah, that was that was Pakoda, yeah. Okay. So, so going with that uh, as an optimistic thing, I guess you could say – or, or even just a realistic, since uh, it was obviously projected by very well-known, uh, you know, site. Um, Brewers over under for ninety-seven wins. Scott. Um. I'm gonna take the under, but just barely, just barely. <laughs> I think they're about 95, 96. <laughs> I mean, even just saying that, it sounds comical to me. Yeah, I think the Brewers are going to win 95 games. Like, how many times a year yeah. do – like, or how many times in, in our history have I been able to say that before the season started? You know, like, without being laughed twice. at. So, <laughs> yeah, even then I think I would have been laughed <laughs> at at the beginning of the year. Yep. Uh, um. Why not go all in this year? Let's just be optimistic and say, sure, yes, over. Right around that, over. Yeah, I feel like the Brewers are going to win exactly 97 games, but I'll, I'll just say over, too, to go with events. Vince. Just be optimistic. Fuck it. Uh, all right, ninth inning. Uh, <laughs> bleep, bleep that out, Scott. Yeah, you can bleep that out. Nah. Oh, man. We're good. Uh, ninth inning. Scott, you're going to have to go last on this one. But uh, oh. over under on the date that Scott moves back to Milwaukee, September 2022. Vince? Oh, over. Yeah, he's not doing that anytime soon. Damn it. All right. Well, I'm also going to pick the over. Very hopeful that he's by the time the World Series rolled around. And, but I'll have to pick the over. Scott? It's um, unfortunate. Yeah. I guess I'll pick the under because I picked it on everything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the one I hope that you're uh, right on. I hope so. Yeah. Scott, um, what are your, I mean, could you make your plans or are you going to tell us or announce it here to West Dallas? Um, apparently I can't get approved for like a mortgage for like another month. So, um, uh, after that, I, I don't know. The hardest part for me is that the housing market's on fire right now. 
And like, I just don't know how I'm going to go from um, like being in Vegas. It seems like by the time I'd be able to get off work or wait for a weekend to try to fly back home to look at a house or something like that, it's already going to be gone. Like, I mean, the market's just crazy. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think West Dallas is a little calmer than Grafton. You could probably just uh, go to West Dallas. That's true. I love this guy. I don't know. I, um, well, didn't they turn uh, our old studio into apartments or something? So Just live right there. Yeah. You could just live there. Well, the old studio, that's awesome. I could probably still sneak down in the basement and tape, you know, episodes or something. I decided here at the last minute to add an extra inning. Now, this one will have a boy around second, though. Um, no, I won't. Mm. Screw that. That's a terrible idea. Um, I will. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a 10th inning, August 2023, over under. Vince is married by then. Scott's. Which, which one? August, August of 2020. I'll just say August 15th of 2023. Over or under. Oh. Mm. Uh, that's you might have inside that's, information, that's, Vince, so you'll have to go last. Okay. <laughs> I think it might be. Boy, I mean, I don't know. It's probably not going to do like in October, November. Um, December's pretty late it's in the, the year, but yeah, it's the under guys. It's the, it'll be the under. All right, I'll take the under. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I would definitely take the under. I will let you all know when it's officially official in terms of the date set. But yeah, all right, cool. I'll take the under on that. Well, yeah. even even with the inside information, I'll take the over, but I'll I'll say it'll be September of next year. <laughs> Just because I, I which is great, it, because it'll be right. The Brewers already have the division wrapped up by then, and and they'll be looking to repeat from their 2022 World Series. So it'll be in a safe, safe spot, and no one will have to be concerned. Yeah. But it'll still be very exciting. So yeah, Craig, it, it, it could DJ happen. The wedding. Huh? <laughs> good. Right. I mean, we we he could. Yeah. Never know. Good idea, Craig. Good idea, Scotty. Yep. Scott, would you, but Scott, here's, here's the bonus round question. Would you come to the wedding if you had to drive there? Oh, unlikely. <laughs> Scott. Like I said, uh, the, the option to <laughs> Vegas to Texas. Nah. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be here. I mean, maybe somewhere else. You never know. Could be a Vegas wedding. I did. Scott. Oh, destination wedding. Okay. Still wouldn't be in Henderson, Nevada, where you live, though, Scott. Yeah, but you might still have to drive 10 minutes. I mean, you never know. (laughs) I did once on the way back from from Vegas to Wisconsin. I took like a scenic route, and I, instead of going through the mountains, um, I went straight east, basically, and I went through uh, um, Arizona. I went through Amarillo, Texas. So. Oh, yeah. I've been through Amarillo with Brandon and Craig on that road trip. You did that. Come on. We did pass through Amarillo. That's right. Nice. Must have been the same route, Scott. Yep. Route 66, right? Yep, Route 66. All right. Well, awesome, guys. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the 2022 season. It, it feels like such a relief and like a weight off of, uh, I guess, our collective baseball fans' shoulders to get beyond that 
lockout thing. Um, <laughs> it just, it just, it's, I'm just ecstatic to be on the other side of that and, and to be pushing forward. Yeah. Even, even, even the stupid ideas that are you're being thrown about uh, still aren't bothering me as much as it, uh, as the fact that we're just still going to have baseball going forward. Hopefully the game isn't completely ruined. And like I said, going into that, I really just wanted there not to be a 14 team playoff and they're in there not to be lost major parts of the last season. I, and I got my wish on both those things. So I guess I'm not going to complain if they keep putting ghost runners on every base or whatever, I, I, there's still baseball and that's, that's all I got to be happy for. <laughs> I, I'm with you guys. And uh, I'm very excited about it. And uh, Hey, Scotty, we'll see you up in Wisconsin for opening day. I know that, uh, that Craig and I will be going to at least one game together, that homestand. So that'll be very exciting. Can't wait to, to have you join us would be awesome. Um, so yeah, very, very excited about it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the under on that one too, actually. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I was actually just thinking, you know, how they, um, how they added that little caveat where they could change the rules, you know, whenever they want the owners now, like as part of the like agreement or whatever. Um, I think that they're going to, they're probably going to look into the idea of doing um, taking away probably the most like um, fundamental thing when you think of baseball is that we don't, you know, we, we don't actually have, like, it's not a timed game. Um, so I think that Manfred's idea would probably be to make it a timed game and kind of like um, when you have a bunch of softball games and they'll be like, okay, you're going to play for an hour or the game's over, whichever comes first. So we'll do that. And it'll be like three hours and then whichever, um, inning we're in then we'll just wrap it up that's that's probably going to be the next ridiculous proposal hopefully not we got that <laughs> forward to well then um uh, again thank you all for listening and uh, don't forget to, to email us with your questions we will get to them at uh, our earliest uh, opportunity during our next episode brew crew review podcast with an s at gmail.com scott and his interns are checking that regularly and uh and uh give us a follow on twitter brook review one on twitter and i did notice that we got a couple more five-star reviews and i greatly greatly appreciate that um anybody who can leave one of those man that goes a long way to helping us because i i don't know i think we put out pretty solid content but i think we're like i don't know fifth or sixth or something like that for brewer podcasts and i i think that's a little low for us so I appreciate all the help you guys are doing. Really do. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Good point. All right. Well, looking forward to opening day 2022 and uh, looking forward to seeing Vince in town. And Scott, if you could make it, that'd be great too. So, all right. Well, you stay classy. Yep. Stay classy with Dallas. And remember to go Brewers. Go Brewers. Go Brewers. Go Brewers. Go Brewers.